You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us, we being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Jeff Smith. And all I got to say right now today, Jeff, is that it's a damn good thing the USGA has nothing to do with picking the Top 100 teachers. Thank God. (laughs) Jeff is a little missed. A little? Come on. Yes, right. there's a couple a couple of uh, brouhaha's brewing. Ha ha! They're just uh, ridiculous, ridiculous, man. It's oh my lord! I don't understand why they do what they do. From inane rules to things that are going to wind up being a pain in the butt for everybody. Let's let's right, start so- with the inane rules. Okay. And I just want to point out that Jeff is not miffed, unlike all of his students down in Florida today, because uh, Florida State did not get into the college playoff. They have a right to be miffed about that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Right? I mean, let's uh, let's jump into that for two seconds. Okay. Here's a team that is playing with their third string quarterback, and they keep winning. Yeah. Everybody that's put in front of them on their schedule, they have beaten. And I don't want to say, I don't want to sound like a homer, but they beat a damn good football team last Saturday night. Who'd they beat? Louisville. Oh, <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Homer. Ten, 10 win, 10 win Louisville. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right. In the ACC. And so. Yeah. Florida State is an undefeated played. big five. Conference champion. Yeah, what I think just happened in this thing of Florida State not getting in isn't nearly as much about the fact that they don't have but their third string quarterback right now. Right. What does this say about the rest of the team that even if they don't have their first and second string quarterback, that they can still come out and put a whooping on Louisville? Yeah. Or everybody else that's in front of them. Okay. What does it say? It says the rest of their team's pretty stinking good. Yep. But what it does say to me is that they wanted the SEC to get in because the SEC sells more tickets. Yeah. But I will say this. I'm a casual football fan. Right. If I saw the Alabama Georgia game or or and I saw the Florida State um Louisville game and you asked me which of those two teams who which won those two games would you put in the playoffs I will put Alabama in the playoffs all the time and I'm a casual observer and I don't have a dog in the fight but right. Alabama looks they pass the smell test yeah they yeah. look like they smell like a national championship winning program. And yet I did not get that sense out of Florida state, but I do understand why all the people that are Florida state are miffed. And I think they got a right to be because I think the system is stupid and somebody honestly was going to get royally screwed in this deal. And honest to God, I honestly thought it was going to be Washington Mm -hmm. because they don't have the largest fan base 
at all. No. <laughs> I honestly thought that they would have Alabama and Georgia. I did too. It. I did too. I did. I thought my, my own thought was uh, they're Washington's they're they're SOL because they just don't have enough fans. Right. I just thought it was going to happen that way, but it didn't. It didn't. No. Nope. What the heck do I know? <laughs> yep. Okay. So let's revert back to golf. College football is is dead for about a month now, and then and then it'll yeah. rear back. Actually, bowl season starts in about a week and a half, so you won't be able to do anything but watch college football for a while. All but right. So let's get to this thing. Tiger had Tiger had his hero open last weekend. Yes, he did. And you know, I I was just just say what happened quickly, and then we'll discuss. <laughs> but in case you don't understand what it is we're going to talk about, do you want to tell him or should I? You tell him. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how many words that I can say that you will not have to edit into this broadcast. <laughs> Colin Morikawa's caddy, prior to his round starting was doing what caddies do. They walk the greens, they make notes, they try to help for the upcoming competition to be able to read the greens, predict the putts, etc. That's what a caddy's job is. Well, Colin Morikawa's caddy was using a level to get the slope. All right. And he wrote notes and he put the notes in his caddy book. Now, here's the part that really ticks me off is he referred to the notes on the fourth green, I think it was, of round number three. Yes. And Colin Morikawa's playing partner didn't say anything at the time. But when the round was over, just buttonholed one of the USGA rules guys and said, hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what happens if a caddy uses a note about a slope he had decided with a level on a green? And Mr. USGA, in typical Mr. USGA blue coat fashion, went, well, we can't allow that to happen. But I checked, and man, it's a local rule. Yeah. Local. So now. what the heck, man? Did you read the part about where the caddy took his read from his digital level? No. It wasn't on the fourth green. It was on the putting green, the practice which isn't green. even part oh, of the competition golf course. Oh, man. Now, if you think that that makes the local rule, even that more inane, it is. Now, here's not the part they were beefing about. They weren't even beefing about the fact that he used a, a digital level because that's what we do with Aimpoint. Mm -hmm. we, we, we do that because we want to verify what our feet are telling us. Right. It's part of calibration. It's part of, hey, I use this, I use this thing that is supposed to be nice and accurate as my base. So I can train myself what my feels are. And we do it all the time. He was mm -hmm. doing it on the putting green, not even on the camp competition golf course. What they were beefing about was the fact that he actually wrote a note in to his yardage book. 
mm-hmm. because they have banned these green reading books. Okay. He wrote a note about the green, about something. That the note was referencing something. So you're not allowed to make notes anymore? You're not allowed to say, oh, no. And somebody was, I was having a beef with this about with somebody else. And they said, well, as, you know, it's it's unfair to get it that information that way. I said, so electronic information is okay if I am in a practice round and I got a – it's not part of the tournament round. If I'm in a practice round and I can take out my rangefinder and shoot how far away I am from the lip of this bunker, from the tee box. And that's okay. I can jot that, jot that note in my book. Obtained by a digital instrument. That's mm. okay. But one, if it's on the green, I cannot. And then the other part is, how do you think that we got all those yardage markers on top of sprinkler heads anyway? <laughs> I think we Somebody was measuring we something. Stepping those things <laughs> off? I think not, Batman. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they put some things of some parts of the golf course in these books that the tour players have used for eons mm-hmm. and that's okay. However, you're not allowed to make notes about stuff on the greens since they banned these greens books that gave some information about the greens, which are readily attainable. Yeah. So it just infuriates me that the USGA would even have a local rule, not in the, one of the regular rules that are, some of them are inane. Anyway. Right. They wrote a local rule that was inane. Yeah. And then somebody chose to use it. Yeah. It's, it's like. Local rule, which means the tournament committee said, we think this inane rule ain't so inane. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. And the this- thing that really, really pisses me off. Is the fact that, you know, I I hated tattletales in elementary school. I hate tattletales on the PGA Tour. One is nobody caught it when it happened. You don't have to turn the guy in. But if if somebody breaks a rule that you think is important, but nobody saw him break it, it's like if, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a noise? If somebody breaks a rule and nobody notices it, does it really break the rule? You don't go to somebody just before they tee off on their final round and say, oh, by the way, yesterday we heard that you screwed up and we assessed a two-stroke penalty to yesterday's score. I mean, that's just, you know. It's like, come on. I hate that. I do, too. It's just, (sighs) there are just so many things that don't have to be that way. And yet they continue to make it be that way with the USGA. It's as if they're looking to do something that says we need attention. Yeah. But they're always asking for it in the wrong way. You think this is bad. Wait till we come back and we tell you what the USGA has decided that they're going to punish you because some PGA tour pros can hit the ball too far. Yeah, that's going to be something else. Jeff's going to calm down a little bit and we will be right back. We are those weekend golf guys that we brought the soapboxes. It's going to be a fun day. Hang out.
Okay, I got to tell you, there's one thing that uh, I can't do, and that is get you one-on-one lessons with Jeff Smith for 10 bucks a month, $120 a year. I mean, he's worth a lot more than that. And yes, indeed, he charges a lot more than that. But let me tell you something that that is worth a lot more than that, but does not charge a whole lot more than that. And that's a class at Masterclass. I'm taking a class on acting. And I'm taking it from Helen Mirren. Friends of mine are taking classes on wine appreciation. They're taking classes on how to negotiate a raise from Chris Voss, who's like the recognized expert. Whether you own a business, you're working for someone else, you're working for yourself, or you just want to learn something new, check out Masterclass for $120 a year. Have unlimited access to one-on-one classes with all 180-plus Masterclass instructors. There's new courses being added every day. You can go and you can learn something just because you want to learn something, or you can learn something to make you feel more confident in your life, in your in your business life, or in your home life. You have a friend who needs one, you need one, tell you what I'm going to do. This holiday season, you give one annual membership and you will get one free at masterclass.com slash golf guys. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash golf guys. Masterclass.com slash golf guys. Offer terms apply. And we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith, golf magazine top 100 instructor. He's hanging out down there in uh, Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. Nice place. Yeah. Sounds it. It sounds it. I want to point out there's something pretty interesting that uh, our buddy Randy, the caddy from um, the Pete Dye course at, at French Lick. Oh, yeah. He uh, he he posted something on the, um, the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers on Facebook. Yeah. I like that page. And it was, it is a great idea. He said, what would you think about having football fields in different shapes as long as it was a, there was a straight line from one goal, uh, goal line to another goal line that was a hundred yards, but the field itself, you got to take a look at the picture to get an idea, but the field itself could be like, we talking like, know, a dog like a dog football. leg. Yeah. You know? And so, so a guy could ostensibly kick an 83 yard field goal you know but just just you know cut the corner it would be pretty cool yeah yeah but now we've we've decided that yes the golf ball is too hot they've gotten it to the point where it goes way too far way too often and it's 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 obsoleting some golf courses the older golf courses now are they going to tell the pga pros that hey you have to go back to using ash shafts are they going to tell them they have to go back to using persimmon heads no they're going to tell them they have to play a different golf ball and just so it doesn't look too unfair well why don't we just make everybody play a different golf ball too yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I have taken my chill pill before the show started. If you'll notice, my shirt that I'm wearing is red, mm-hmm. but my face is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew what this show was about today uh-huh. because we just can't stand it no. when we get some news about the ridiculousness 
of the USGA. And I am now going to speak freely as a PGA golf professional, a former USGA rules official for tournament competition, college tournaments and whatnot. When I say this has been coming for a long time and we all knew it. A couple of years ago, they sent out this, or even last year, I can't remember when it was. They sent out this thing that they like to do. Hey, let's float a trial balloon and listen to what everybody bitches about and still do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they really like to call that comment and review period or whatever. The thing that says we're going to make everybody think that we're listening to them when we're not. Yeah. Now let's think. There has been long since been this discussion about this bifurcation in rules, which means the professional game has their set of standard rules and the amateurs don't have to follow. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that they're trying to think that the regular average player doesn't pay attention to what the USGA says anyway. Matter of fact, many of them are essentially raising a finger to the to the USGA many yes. days of their lives. Yes. You can pick which finger you think it is because you're probably right. <laughs> right. But the point here is, is that now what they've done is gone ahead with, we're going to roll back the golf ball, meaning that some people, you know, those supreme athletes mm -hmm. that we see on television, they think they're hitting the ball too far. Now, I get it. Part of the discussion has always been, let's look at some of the old, wonderful, outstanding, impressive, historically important venues. Let's use a couple that are not uber long. Marion's a good example. It's not mm -hmm. uber long. And the USGA has hosted many US Opens and amateurs and senior events and all this kind of stuff there. Right. And it's it's a shorter golf course. Mm -hmm. And just a few years ago, they held a US Open there. And yet it stood the test of time with the long golf ball and the hard-hitting drivers with the athletes that are souped up. I don't want to say juice because that's not what I'm saying, but right. they're high powered athletes and they did not just mop the deck with this beautiful, historically classic and challenging and brutish golf course called Marion. Because mm -hmm. you but still have to keep it in the fairway. You still have to keep it in the fairway or right. it's penal. Right. And guess what they found out? There are other ways of making a golf course tough, and mm -hmm. Marion's been doing it for a long time. Without having to make it long, yes. So, but the USGA, and I say, and the reason I'm using Marion as the example, I'm not picking on them. That would be foolish. But just pointing out the fact that the USGA has already committed to more USGA events at Marion, and what they're probably afraid of is that they've run out of real estate at Marion. So the more athletes in this field that hit super long, they don't want 
the golf course to design to get blown away because someone can just launch it right and take away fairway bunkers and and the importance of their locations and the strategic layout and i understand all of that i get it and so in that respect i was kind of a fan of this bifurcation possibility mm-hmm. okay well let's let them play by two sets of rules so that it doesn't affect the average player, the average course, the average club, and the majority of the people that play golf. Right. And at that time in this review and commentary period, even the PGA Tour said, if you do it, we're going to ignore you and do our own thing anyway, because it's our tour. That's right. They don't have to follow USGA rules. They don't. No. They can adopt their own stuff. That's right. Kind of like everybody else has when they play every day. Yes, right. Because they're playing the Sword of Golf Manifesto. There is Mm -hmm. one of those out there. We all know it. We've talked about it on the show numerous times. But here's the thing. I believe that the USGA is so out of touch with every single golfer that they're not looking at the fact that they're just making themselves irrelevant Mm -hmm. in the eyes of the majority of the golfers and the, and the ball manufacturers sure don't want to sell a shorter ball. You know exactly why they're making money. Do you think for a second that Titleist wants to have to turn their own technology back and say, sorry, we used to produce something that a certain level of player could hit farther than the USJ says is okay. Yeah. Which, who are they really attacking? Is it the manufacturers? No, but the manufacturers are going to have to pay that price in retooling how they make balls, redesigning how they make balls so that they don't go too far when certain club head speeds are attained. Which 90% of the people, well, probably 98% of the people who play this game could never attain anyway. Right. Everybody who has any common sense says this is unnecessary and stupid. Mm -hmm. Now, there are those out there. Rory's got a good take on this. Rory's saying, look, this is not going to affect the average Joe anyway. And he's trying to lay out an argument for it. But you know what? When the average guy who could never hit it as far as Rory hits it reads what Rory says and goes, okay, I hear those words, but yet pretty soon in one to three years or whatever, I'm not going to be able to buy the same golf ball and it is going to affect me and I want more distance. Shut yeah. up, Rory. You exactly. Hit and we will never be able to do that. So why are you thinking that it's okay for the USGA to make a rule that hurts me by the five precious yards that I want? Yeah. I mean, five yards, seven yards, 10 yards. Right. It may, right. it may mean nothing to Rory McIlroy, but it means right. everything to Bob Smith and his three compatriots who tee off Saturday morning at 842. Exactly. Because – what we're going to see is still a humongous difference between how far the pros can hit it and how far the AMs can hit it. And the AMs are doing every damn thing they can do, except of course, go to the gym all the time and, you know, get stronger and all those things. Right. But they're, they're trying to hit as far as they can. And now 
the governing body, which irritates them all anyway. And now they're saying, these same idiots are going to make me hit it shorter? Why would I bother? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Jeff, Jeff's got more. Oh, yeah, this vitriol dripping from Jeff's lips. And he's going to spew more of it. And we're ready for it when we come right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Is hiring a challenge? Yes. Do you love a challenge? Also, yes. You need a hiring partner, though, that can help you rise to that challenge. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's powerful hiring platform can help you do it all right there. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. So if you're like us, a small organization that doesn't have a whole lot of time to hunt down people, well, Indeed makes the hiring process all in one place easy. Candidates we invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to the job here than candidates who only see it in a search somewhere. That's according to US Indeed data. And we get one step closer to the hire by immediately matching with quality candidates. Our job, quality candidates matched. Bam. Just like that. Want to try it? Of course you want to try it. We want to help you try it too. Here's what you do. Go to indeed.com slash weekend and we'll hook you up with a $75 sponsored job credit. So if you have an opening now, you can start hiring now at a discount. $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash weekend. The offer is good for a limited time. Once again, $75 credit now at indeed.com slash weekend. You know, in the minute I've been talking to you, 16 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data. Be the 17th. Indeed.com slash weekend. $75 sponsored job credit is yours right now. With Indeed's matching platform, you will find who you need. Indeed, you will. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. Uh, Jeff USGA online too for you. <laughs> and they say, you know, that next time they ask you to be a rules official, they've rescinded the invitation. Uh, <laughs> top 100 teacher Jeff Smith is, is of course, a co-host, good friend, always here. And, you know, my question is, you know, Titleist, let's just pick a, pick one of the, you know, Titleist or, or anybody, any of the ball manufacturers. I picked one. I picked Titleist. They just don't throw those formulas together. They spend millions researching how to make the ball go an extra two yards per mile per hour increase in swing speed or whatever. So this is yeah, costing this is costing them, I mean, real money. Yeah. Oh, um, let's see. And those are businesses. Who do you think's going to pay the price? Consumer. Yeah, the guy who buys the balls. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that's the other thing, too. The, the PGA Tour pros, they don't spend a damn dime on golf balls. <laughs> Fred Couples had the greatest quote caught on camera, outside of his curse words. But anyway, <laughs> the greatest quote, you know, he hits a ball, can't find it, walks around, says, ah, 
Balls are free. Balls are free. <laughs> right? Yep. Like, you know, I'm sure there was a some other word thrown in there anyway. <laughs> but the point is, is that here's the USGA making decisions that are not only affecting the the the, the run of the mill player everywhere, all over the place in yards which they all want but now the ball manufacturers are going to have to start to retool things to go backwards yeah and then the the consumer regular golf ball guy he's catching it twice one he doesn't get the distance that he's desperately wanting and two he has to pay for it to go shorter mhm and probably pay more for it because the increased expense of manufacturing them is is yes, there okay. again thanks to the USGA who who has no financial stake in this at all. Okay, so here we are in a time of a golf boom, and the USGA thinks this is a good way to respond. These people who are making these decisions. I don't know because they never tell when they announce something. They're like, nope, that's what we're going to say. We have decided. Do they ever lay out, here's what we've considered and to what value does it hold in the scheme of things? No, they never do. So what they do is they just say, we're the grand poobah dictators of golf. You're all going to shut your mouth and play by our rules, mm -hmm. and you're going to like it. And the answer is a resounding I, no. That's, in the that's politest the ways I can say that is going to come from the golfing public. In this period of whatever it was they call it when they ask for people's opinions of this pending idea. I heard that over 70% of the people responded negatively, just saying, no, that's stupid. No, don't do it. No, no, no. Yet they're doing it. You see, this is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. This is a what they think is that they own the game. Yeah. But what will soon happen? is instead of having this governing body of the rules of golf and how it's played, they're going to soon make themselves irrelevant because people are already ignoring their rules anyway. Mm -hmm. There's gimme pots going all over the place. There's all name, whichever rule you want to name. And I'll tell you how many people are ignoring that rule for example 15 clubs in the, or 14 clubs in the bag they can't have a 15th go to every golf course on any given saturday and just see how many people carry more than 14 and you know what they don't care that's it yeah are they going to penalize themselves for having two one extra club in the bag are they going to go oh no sorry john I've got one too many clubs in the bag. On hole numbers one and two, I'm going to penalize myself two strokes per hole to the maximum of four strokes because I forgot to take out this other hybrid. Or I just like this other hybrid and it's in my bag because I might use it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you think they're going to do it? I don't either. Yeah. No. How about the other rule? How about this? Because you know, you know damn well, I'm not playing by this rule. If I pop one down the middle of the fairway and that sucker winds up in a divot, you think I'm playing that ball? <laughs> no. Not a, <laughs> not a chance. No. I'm going to pull that ball out of that divot. I'm going to put it right next to the damn thing and I'm going to make another divot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that every rule that you could have in the book right now, there's people out there ignoring the hell out of it. Yep. And essentially mentally flipping off the USGA. And now the USGA is giving them one more reason to forever be flipped off by the golfing public. Yeah. And I mean, what happens? This, this hypothetical situation, which, you know, you keep saying that the USGA is getting closer and closer and closer with every stupid rule they come up with or they change to making themselves irrelevant. What happens? The first time a manufacturer comes up with some new technique to build a driver face. And the USGA says that does not comply with the USGA sanctioned. Uh, and, the, and the manufacturer says, we don't care. Yeah. It's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Right. Because they, again, they don't sell clubs to the pros. Run, right. We, we don't that, care. No. Look, if, if, so here, these things were already going on. You, you mentioned the driver, and we can look back in the day of the, remember the, the, the whole ERC driver from Callaway, that it was a hot face driver and it was, yeah. it, it went beyond the coefficient of restitution that was allowable by the USGA, but it matched the coefficient of restitution of physics, mm-hmm. meaning they made it as hot as they could. Before the face would break. Right. Okay. And the USGA said, you got to take that off the market. And at that time, Galloway did. But pretty soon, John, you're right. Pretty soon, they're going to go, fine. We're just going to sell hotter drivers because you made us roll back the ball. Yeah. People are going to want the distance and they're going to sell it anyway. So now what, what are they going to say? They're going to be this battle now between the club manufacturer and the USGA and the USGA is going to shake their finger at them and go, you're not allowed to do that. People are going to wind up getting a, a false handicap because they're going to play it. And then when they play in one of our competitions, they're going to have an, a false handicap and the club manufacturer is going to go, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And then the people who are buying them go, we don't care. We're not playing your stinking tournament anyway. Yeah. And you, you know, know I have never, never even tried to get into the U.S. Open. Right. But you know what? That's just one more of the rules that we've espoused on the show here in this segment. The people are saying, I don't care anyway about yeah. that rule at all. Yeah. Yep. They don't. They want wedges that spin more. So the USGA, when they, you know, a bunch of years back when they had those, uh, square grooves because the wedges spun more out of the rough Mm -hmm. because people were out there throwing darts from the rough. Okay. Most players think that's the greatest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. And they took it away. Okay. I get it. They're worried about the game at the highest levels. Okay, fine. So this is what right back to where now we're looking back on the conversation of bifurcation of the rules at the time, we're like, no, we don't want to do that. We think it's bad to have two sets of rules. But yet the USGA is now saying, all right, fine. 
this is a game we want to play and we're talking about the professional game and we're going to limit it. And if you guys don't want to split the rules up, no bifurcation, then everybody's got to suck it up and play that way. And this is what they're doing. And this is what makes everybody just insane. And this is why I really think that the USGA is headed for irrelevancy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, do. next thing, where they going to come out and say, listen, um, you have to play, you have to dress appropriately. And we've decided that appropriate is a coat and tie just like they did in the 1930s. Yeah. You know, if and they don't, don't say that's ridiculous game. because they could do that just as easily as roll back the ball. Okay. So let's talk about uh, how many minutes we have left in this segment before I get to go off on something else. Don't go off on this segment. We've got about okay. 30 seconds left. So right, you may want to take three, three deep breaths. <laughs> And uh, and and save it. All I can say is, I can I can see him. the The vehemence is building. The next segment is going to be horrific. <laughs> Y'all come back now because you're not going to want to miss any of this. It's Jeff Smith versus the USGA. When we get right back here with those weekend golf guys, hang on. Every day, our brave military men and women, along with their families, make tremendous sacrifices for our freedom. Patriotic Hearts, a nonprofit organization, is dedicated to supporting these heroes and their families in their times of need. By donating your unwanted car to Patriotic Hearts, you'll be supporting job transition and job fair programs, veteran entrepreneurship, counseling, and retreats for combat veterans and their spouses. Call 800-441-9109. You'll receive a tax deduction and we'll arrange a free pickup at your convenience. Imagine the difference you can make in the lives of those who have given so much for our country. Your car donation will directly impact military families, veterans, providing them with the support they desperately need. Call 800-441-9109. You can become a part of something bigger. Join us in our mission to uplift and honor our military community. Call 800-441-9109 to donate your unwanted car to Patriotic Hearts. And we are back to complain some more. Uh, I'm John Ashton. We are those weekend golf guys. He is Jeff Smith, top 100 teacher. The USGA has been in our sights because we don't have any qualms whatsoever about pointing out when people do stupid things. I do stupid things a lot, but you know what? It affects me. Right, exactly. And now their stupid things affect you too. Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, I'm going to start off easy and slow. Okay. So this whole ball rollback thing is because they're bent out of shape because some people can hit it farther than what they think you should be able to hit it because they're athletes and athletes get bigger and they get stronger. And that's part of it because they want to dominate the competition and win. And because they're playing for so much money that they will do everything, including Rory had this beautiful, he had the greatest thing ever when somebody was saying, Rory, you shouldn't be working out so much. You're going to, this is bad for your golf game. This is bad for this. And, and what he said was very appropriate. I'm trying to be the best player in the world. I'm up against fierce competition from people larger and stronger than I am. And I need to be able to compete and hit it that well and that far. And I need to protect my body from what I'm doing to it. So he's getting stronger to hit it farther and he's getting stronger to withstand the force that he creates 
to hit mm-hmm. it farther. So the athlete is responding to not only do I want my place in history in the record books of this many victories, it's also a stunning amount of money that they're playing for. So the athletes are going to do everything possible, and there's a huge number of them. We see and hear a handful of their names, but they're out there in the hundreds and thousands. They're stronger. They're better. They're faster. They're more explosive. And I understand that the USGA understands that. So they decide, we're going to take the golf ball and make it not fly as far but yet the athletes are going to continue to get bigger and stronger faster because the USGA cannot regulate an athlete. So the athlete's got to gain about another five miles an hour or something like that to basically hit the ball the same distance after this rollback. Okay, it'll happen. Now what, USGA? Going to roll it back some more until the physical athlete has reached its limit? Okay, maybe. Maybe you do it again. All right, but... Are there other things that you could do that made the ball not fly as far without screwing the general public in this? Because we're all playing on the same rules, according to you guys. Let's see. Could you sit down and have a conference with the PJ Tour and say, hey, maybe you ought to water the fairways a little bit out there so we don't have, like in this last week's Hero World Challenge, 50 yards of rollout. <laughs> guys out there hitting at 310, 320 off the tee. Next thing you know, it's out there almost 370. Okay, so it's dry. Maybe they could soak it a little bit more. Oh, no, wait. They can't do that because they're on this, oh, wait, wait, wait. We're not going to overwater golf courses and make us look lush because we don't want to look like we're using all the water just for our own pleasure. Okay, I got that. They catch Mm -hmm. a lot of heat from a lot of people. Can't have it be lush. Oh, well, how about we reshape a fairway or we let some gruff grow up or we stick in a well-placed tree so all the Mm -hmm. people who are environmentalists would go, uh, we like more trees on golf courses. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but trees <laughs> suck up nutrients and then they require the grass to have more water. So maybe a well-placed tree isn't that great of an idea, but you could go after something else if you really got to go under the heading of, well, we're not going to go after the athlete because we can't do anything about that. And we can't really ask the PJ Tour to water more, or but we could mow it different. We could do that. Uh, how about if we're going to go down the equipment road because it makes the ball go too far, why don't they just say at the highest levels of golf, they can't play a driver less than nine degrees Hmm. and then have a, uh, a driver head size limit. So they can only go to 360 CCs. So it's a smaller head with more loft, which creates more spin, which means the ball won't fly as far and the rest of us don't suffer. Why the hell didn't they do that? I don't know. They could limit the size, the height of the tee. So the ball isn't propped up as high. So that way, when the player swings this head that doesn't have as much loft on it, it hits it closer to the bottom of the head, which creates more spin and more lift of the spin. So it goes more up to down in the ball flight and it doesn't fly out as far. That's something that could be done. Limit the height of the tee for the tour pros. Limit the size of the head for the tour pros. Limit the mm-hmm. COR on the head for the tour pros. They could do those things. Limit the shaft length for the tour pros because it none of that affects the average Joe. But no, they decided in their infinite wisdom to mess with something that hurts every single player out there who chooses 
to play by those rules. Oh, and the the ball manufacturers now have to spend more money and the people have to spend more money to buy that stinking golf ball because the USGA didn't choose something else. Fuzzy Seller famously said a couple decades ago that golf is the only sport where the amateurs make the rules. Yeah, except the amateurs didn't make the rules of this one, did they? Well, the 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 amateur the governing body did. Yeah, um, but they they certainly hurt the amateur player in making. Oh yeah. it. I'm like, they certainly on. did. They oh. certainly did. Um, so right but now, the bifur- bifurcation of the rules, and and I love that word. That's what I'm going to say as often as I can because it makes us sound smart. But the bifurcation of the rules would be the main thing, and I think it's going to happen anyhow because I think. There will be enough of of a grumbling within the ranks of the PGA that the guys are just going to say, hey, who do you think you are telling us how to play our game? Well, and that's what I think, because just when they first floated this trial balloon out there, everybody on the planet said, this is stupid. Yeah. And even the PGA Tour said, we're not going to abide by it if you do it. Yeah. So it's like, wait a minute, you look at the, some of the quotes that are out there of the PJ Tour players now. Now, this is not a show about PJ Tour players, but by God, they're even saying this is the dumbest thing ever. You got yeah. a couple of them are out there going, hey, it's not that big a deal. What are you complaining about? And the rest of them look at it like, you all are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- I mean, there are, there are some PJ Tour players that just go along to get along. And there are others who will actually say what they think and as as Jeff Smith has done for the past hour, he has said what he thinks, and there's I no question. I buy with on the radio. <laughs> there's no question <laughs> as to what it is he thinks. Um, and I'm just you know, one person with this attitude about it because it just seems it seems so counterintuitive. Here we are. Look, I'm a golf professional. I'm a teacher. I am in love with the game and I'm in love with the fact that everybody wants to play more golf right now. And they just made my job harder because they're asking me, people ask me all day long. They want three things. And one of them is distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They want to feel good. They want to fly far, you know, and and they want to control the shot shape. They want more distance. If you asked every golfer, what's the one thing you want more of in golf the answer is not birdies. You would think it would be, but it's right. not. They want to hit it farther because yeah. the emotional attachment to every swing they ever make is the strike and the feel good of that and the power that they get from that. That's the vibe. Well, they just took away the distance part. Might still feel good. Might feel like you crushed one. Mm-hmm. You get out there and go, damn, I used to hit it farther than this. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, those of you who are poo-pooing it, yes, you can't tell the difference between a 200 and a 207-yard drive. You can. On your second shot, you will you will feel the you difference. Know. It will You'll affect know. you greatly. It'll and and here we are acting like that ball's because the conversation pieces are all centered around the driver, right? Because yeah. everybody's doing all the math on well, that means it'll go this much shorter. For this level play, okay, but it's also going to go shorter on every iron shot, too. Yes, indeed. Going to go shorter on everything. So what we would suggest, what is it, a two-year hiatus before the amateurs get affected? I think so. 
Yeah. So take these two years and save up. And like the day before the rule goes into effect or the week before or whatever, just walk into Dick's or, <laughs> or wherever you buy your pro your shop balls, your pro shop and buy every dozen pro V one they get on the shelf, <laughs> you know, and those long and soft max flies buy a bunch of them too, because long and soft is going to be for a Yeah, I think so. I, I think what's probably going to happen here, if they decide to really institute this thing, there's going to be so much backlash against the USGA. Ball manufacturers are going to just keep cranking out the balls yeah. and say, all right, fine, here's some legal balls and here's some not legal balls. And I guarantee you that the public is going to buy the ball that goes the farthest and not care because they already don't care. And that's why I keep saying in this show, I think the USGA is every day, they are, every decision they make are making themselves irrelevant. If any member of the USGA has got the balls left to uh, come on and, and justify this decision, we'd uh, we'd love to uh, talk to you for a little bit. Other than that, like I said, save up, just keep buying the, the, the good balls because you're going to need them eventually sometime when you go out and play some golf. 